Hi, this is Lee Majors, and you're listening to On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to episode 48 of On Screen and Beyond. Brian Zemrak with you, and have we got a show for you today. Today... We are going to have a show which is featuring Heath Barkley from the Big Valley, Roy Tate from The Man from Shiloh, Jess Brandon from Owen Marshall, Counselor at Law, Colonel Steve Austin from The Six Million Dollar Man, and Colt Seavers from The Fall Guy. That's right. We have Lee Majors on the show today. And boy, I tell you, he has got some stories to share with us. And you're going to have a great time listening to him. And it's all coming up on the interview segment of On Screen and Beyond right here on episode 48. That's right. We're getting closer and closer to our 50th episode. And all this week, we're having these special episodes. And after the 50th, we're going to have some more special episodes with some very special people. And episode 49, you got to hear who we're going to have on that one. It's coming up very shortly right here on On Screen and Beyond. But, like I said, today we have Lee Majors with us, the $6 million man. That's coming up in just a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond on the interview segment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, before we start that, we're going to do a little bit something different uh, from our usual format, which uh, usually we talk about, of course, the um, the new movies that are coming out and the uh, the remakes and the sequels and the DVDs that are coming out in the stores and the TV movie TVs and movies that are coming out on DVD. But uh, this time, we're going to do a little bit something different because... Um, as most of you may have heard now, Dom DeLuise has passed away at the age of 75. Now, I knew Dom because we worked together on a movie, and I was directing him during the voiceovers of the, show, of the movie. Uh, the movie is not completed. Uh, the animation is still being done. But uh, I just wanted to share some things with you about Dom because he was such a great person. And, of course, he, he, he was on the Dean Martin show. He was on... Uh, um, you know, just movie after movie with Burt Reynolds and and uh, Blazing Saddles and and History of the World and uh, The End and I mean we could go on and on about all the films that he did. He was such a talented actor and such a great comedian. But most of all, he was such a wonderful person and uh, he was a real trooper. One of the things I remember was one uh, during the uh, taping of the voiceovers for the movie. Um, in one of the scenes, the character he was playing. Uh, he was a bird and he was um he wanted to get the effect don wanted to get the effect of uh he was supposedly you know 
had water in his mouth when he was talking and everything. He had fallen in water. And uh, Dom actually wanted to have a glass of water. So we had him, you know, brought over a glass of water for him. And uh, he, he drank it. And while he was doing his lines, he was spitting this water out. And, and before we usually we do three takes when we do the animation like that. And, I mean, Dom was soaking wet. I mean, it was just, uh, the water was everywhere. He, when he'd say his lines, he'd spit the water out while he talked. And it was just, I mean, his chest was just drenched. And, I mean, he was such a trooper, but he wanted to get that effect. And I said, Dom, you don't have to do that. But um, he just, you know, he just was a trooper, and he wanted to really get it uh, just perfect so it sounded real. Uh, he didn't want to do it after the fact or anything like that. And uh, he just, you know, it was just so funny because he was drenched before it was over. And uh, then later on, while we were eating lunch, uh, you know, they had, uh, it was not a big fancy meal, it was just sandwiches and things like that. And we were sitting around with him, and Ruth Buzzy was also in the cast, and you know, she was there. And they were very good friends, and they had worked together in the past over the years. And, uh, of course, they had a, a great time being back together. You know, they hadn't seen each other for a while. And uh, they were talking, and we were all talking about the the old days when they were on shows together. And they uh, they they did some, you know, horsed around like they were in these shows and everything. And um, uh, we took some pictures of them, you know, you know <laughs> what they had done in the past and everything. And um, it was uh, it was just such a such a nice thing to hear them talk about the shows and things. I wish back then, um, you know, I had been recording things like this because it uh, it would have been great to share that with you. Um, another thing I remembered about Dom was, um, w before we started, uh, the taping of the voices, uh, we showed him a, uh, drawing. It was an early drawing. It wasn't the final character or anything like that, but we showed it to Dom and Dom was a very much a bird lover. He, he, he loved birds. And, um, during the, you know, we showed him the drawing and he said, well, you know, if, if you did this and you did that, it might, might make it you know he's i pictured this on him and everything and uh so he took a pen and he started drawing out this what he thought this bird should look like and uh when he was done with it he autographed it for me and gave it to me and uh it's uh the the character didn't end up looking like that there are a few features in there that he you know he sort of inspired uh throughout the voiceovers and everything things he did and they uh, we worked it into the characters itself but, um, you know, of course, that's a picture I'll always treasure because, you know, Dom drew it and he also signed it. So it was kind of neat. Um, but uh, he he really got into his character. It was um, just something that he did. You know, he went, no matter how big the picture or how small the picture, he was just, you know, he totally got into that character. And um, it's uh, he, he did an amazing job. I mean, he, he, he was doing the uh, voiceovers and while he was doing him the first time because i was in awe of working with dom deloise and he was doing the characters for the first couple of segments there that we started doing and he looked at me and he said is that good should i do some more and, and i mean we were in the booth we were just howling you know it was just so funny to hear him do what he was doing and uh we were all just mesmerized and i said dom he said you're doing a great job he said well just tell me when to stop he says because he'd, he'd do two or three takes and then he'd do a fourth and a fifth and he says you know tell me when to stop and he was just continuously uh you know looking for me to tell him and, and it was just you know it was all great uh, what could i tell him and um uh, so anyways, then later on, uh, we took some cast pictures and everything, and he was, uh, uh, he wanted, you know, we were having a picture of the two of us together, and um, 
it was uh, he wanted to do a pose because Dom was very much you know uh, he wanted to do a funny pose and a funny face and all those things because that's just the way he is. And um, when we did it, uh, he uh, you know I think I, I'd have to look at the picture again. I haven't looked at it yet because we are going to post it on the website so people can see it. But uh, he wanted I can't remember if I was choking him or forcing food into his mouth or something like that, but. Uh, he uh, hopefully I can find it so we can post it, but uh, it's uh, you know he just wanted to to make it. It almost looks like I'm hitting him or something, you know. But he uh, he was just such a, a, a person who was full of life and and just a great person, a great actor, and uh, he uh, he is going to be very much missed. And we just wanted to pay this little tribute to him, and um, we uh, hope that you'll go out and watch some of his movies because uh, his movies are great films. Uh, he did a lot of uh, voiceover work, and his characters were always something that uh, were, you know, he he drew the scene. It was his scene, and everybody, you know, he stole the movie, basically, because he, he's so talented and, and, and just brought everything out. Um, so uh, we will put that picture up, and uh, um, I don't know if it'll be up right off, but we'll try to get it up as soon as we can. We'll put it in the photo section of onscreenandbeyond.com. And our thoughts and prayers are also going out to his family, and uh, we just, you know, want Dom to rest in peace. And now coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, we're going to be moving into the interview segment of this show, and it's a very special guest. We have Lee Majors, the $6 million man with us, and of course Lee Majors is part of When I Find the Ocean, the film that is coming out in theaters on a uh, special showing across the country on May 11th to the 16th. It's a great family film, so if you get a chance, go out and see it. And you'll uh, see Lee Majors once again. And, of course, we're going to talk about that with Lee. And we're going to talk about the Big Valley. And, of course, all his other ones like the Men from Shiloh, Owen Marshall, Six Million Dollar Man, Fall Guy, and so much more and some great stories that he shares with us. It's all coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Our guest on this episode of On Screen and Beyond has starred in more hit TV shows than most actors can dream of. Twice he has been a cowboy in the Old West, a partner in a law, in a law firm, an astronaut who was injured in a crash and rebuilt, and a Hollywood stuntman who was a part-time bounty hunter. And now he's part of a new film hitting theaters on May 11th across the country, When I Find the Ocean. It's Lee Majors. Welcome to the show, Lee. Thank you, Brian. It's a pleasure to be with you. Now, Lee... Um, You've had such an amazing career, and, 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 and we could talk for hours on what you've done. But um, as far as the film, When I Find the Ocean, uh, being part of that, how, how did you get involved with that film? Well, uh, Tanya Holly, who's the writer, producer, and director, uh, actually called me and uh, sent me the film through the agency. And I read the film, and, uh, you know, it... Uh, it uh, it hit some uh, nerves, you know. It it it's mm -hmm. a very wonderful family film, which I like, and uh, I got to play a grandpa, mm -hmm. and uh, 
Uh, I don't know if you know about the film, but it, uh, I guess maybe Tanya might have told you uh, yeah. at another time, but it did win the uh, 2008 Kids First Award for yeah. kids ages 12 to 18, and also won the Dove Foundation Award. And it was, you know, as you know, it was selected by the Independent Film Series just to run for one week only because they felt it was a worth worthwhile, you know, film for a wide audience to see. Mm-hmm. And we're just thrilled about it because, you know, it's, it's a little film with a big heart. Yeah, that's great. I mean, to come back, you know, like... Uh... But, so Tanya actually contacted me, and then I, I learned who the, some of the other cast people were. You know, we have Diane Ladd, who's a three-time Academy Award nominee, and mm-hmm. I worked with her, gosh, way back in the Big Valley. And Graham Greene from Dances with Wolves and George Lindsay from the Art, Art Andy Griffith Show. Mm-hmm. So we had quite a, quite a bunch of people that were, you know, really wanting to do this little film and uh it was a low budget film but uh and what's interesting it was already released on dvd right and uh since these people saw it they they thought it was worthwhile to put it out there with six other films that they picked up uh it's funny because they only screen uh, each film for one week only hmm. and like you said it's may 11th to may 16th at the uh, all the uh, carmike theaters uh, in 31 states yeah, and we're going to post on our website um, a Great. connection to the Cypress Moon so they can get a listing of all the locations and times and dates. Yeah, that's great. And I was going to ask you about that. Um, had you worked, when you started mentioning the cast, because it's a great cast, um, had you worked with some of them? And you mentioned Diane Ladd you had? Diane Ladd I had. Uh, Graham Green I never had, but it was a joy to work with him. I, I, I loved him in Dances with Wolves. Mm-hmm. And, of course, George Lindsay, you know, he's, he's everybody's favorite from the Andy Griffith show. And, of course, Amy Redford, who I, I met, and she played a wonderful part in it, but it's Robert Redford's daughter. Oh, yeah. And uh, so, um, of course, Bernie Casey, mm-hmm. you know the rest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a few others that I can't recall the names. Richard right Tyson. Oh, Richard Tyson, yeah. yeah. And, and, of course, this uh, uh, Natalie Connor Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was in Sling Blade. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, Tanya's daughter played the uh, the major part of the little girl. Uh, who, Lily. Who's yeah. looking for the ocean, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, she... Uh, you know, she runs away from home, but you don't know why, because she's escaping from some dangerous secret, and because um, it was a loving home. But she embarks on this adventure with her dog and rabbit, and to find peace with her father who died at sea. And her longing was to, when I find the ocean, she'd get some sort of, uh, you know, uh, make peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's beautifully uh, written and uh, beautifully photographed, and I think the people would enjoy it. Yeah. Now, um, was it filmed, your scenes, were, were they filmed in a studio or no, on location? Uh, mine were all, everything was filmed on location in Alabama and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I spent three months, in, uh, two months or so in uh, Alabama, a little small town uh, called Sheffield. And uh, Muscle Shows is there and, and another, there's three little towns there. But uh, people are so nice, so sweet. And, yeah. Uh, wasn't much there, but but uh, it, it was nice to get away. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Too. In fact, I remember going into a store, and uh, my wife and I, and they said, uh, well, "Where are you all from?" And we said, uh, uh, "L.A." You know, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, Lower Alabama." I <laughs> <laughs> thought that was so cute. <laughs> Now, when you were out walking around the town, did people recognize you as, uh, well, you know, like I say, there's yeah, so many we, things. We, we went into 
some of the stores, they they had uh, they got quite a thrill out of that. And, uh, Colonel Austin. We got here. to know them though. <laughs> we we got to know them pretty well. In fact, I just went back to that little town for a uh, George Lindsay Film Festival, and my my wife and my wife went into a store that uh, she had been into before, and and they had kept in touch, and uh, so there was quite a reunion. So no, they're, they're nice people down there. Hmm. Yeah. Now, your character, you said it was a, uh, you played a grandfather on that one? I played the grandfather of a little girl that, that runs off. Yeah. Uh, and Lily, actually, who's uh, Tanya Holly's daughter, uh, just did a wonderful job for us. Hmm. But I didn't mind playing grandpa. I've, I've been playing a few grandpas lately. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I did, uh, I did a, uh, funny, I did a film last year. It was a television uh, movie, but it was for the Cartoon Network. And they have evidently this, this, uh, cartoon they have is, is so popular I didn't know anything about it but it was called Ben 10 okay. and uh, these kids from uh, like 6 to, to 12 to 5 to 13 or in that area that's that's one of the hot hot cartoons and so I played a grandpa in that one uh, with these two kids and, and when the movie came out uh, it was amazing that you, know, you could walk around and if you run into a bunch of little kids they'd say you know hey there's grandpa Grandpa Max, and uh, so you know it's picking up a whole new audience there. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I mean you you've spread so many you know generations now. It's well, I've, I I see I've got about let's see I did the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties. Yeah, I started in the sixties with the Big Valley. Right. Yeah. And of course, seventies the biggest show was uh, Six Mill, and and eighties uh, was the Fall Guy. No. And I took a little bit of time off. Now, with all those shows that you, you have been on, is there one that was, you know, sort of your favorite? That uh... Well, you know, you always remember the first one, right? they say. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a quite an experience to work with Barbara Stanwyck and all the cast that we had, Richard Long, Peter Breck, and Linda Evans. And, uh, and, you know, it was just a thrill to get out in the mornings and be able to get on a horse and ride around and, you know, play cowboys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was a real treat, for, you know, for me because when I grew up, most of my uh, idols were cowboys. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, back yeah. then, mm-hmm. uh, that's all we had on television. We probably had about twelve Western series on at one time. Yeah, and then we only had three networks at that time. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, so you were kind of either watch watch the Western or you didn't watch much. <laughs> now, um, speaking of that, when you were uh, when you got the part on Big Valley, uh, did you know how to ride a horse at that time, or I, were you I one know, of these? Uh, Brian, I'd ridden casually. Mm-hmm. But uh, not like the, you know a true cowboy or, or whatever. But um, and anyway, in the in the pilot script, there was a scene where uh, Heath Barkley, my character, races uh, along the side of a track uh, against the train to beat it to the crossing. And of course, when they when they uh, when I did the audition and all that, and we were talking, I said, uh, "Do you ride?" And I said, "Like the wind." <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't ever say. Nothing, no, because you might not get it. So yeah. anyway, after that, we had a couple of three weeks before we just shoot the pilot. So I, I got with a Wrangler, a pretty good cowboy, mm-hmm. who was uh, like a world champion trick roper. And uh, I learned a lot in a couple of weeks. So I was able to race that train pretty pretty well. Huh. It's funny because I've talked to a lot of different actors, and that's the one thing they always say. They say, no matter what you you, you can or can't do, you never say you can't. That's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like the wind. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, one of the other shows you worked on as, as um, 
I think it was at the end of the Big Valley. Um, well, I did, you know, after Big Valley, I, I did, uh, I went into the last year of the Virginian. Yes, in fact, I... was called The Men from Shiloh. Yeah, yeah, because I interviewed James Drury. Well, um, he, he, I was the one who changed the, actually, I'm I responsible for having the name changed. Oh, really? From uh, Virginian to, to The Men from Shiloh, because I signed with Universal to do my own series, and... Uh, they didn't have anything quite ready yet, so they asked me, would you go into the Virginian for us for a, for a year? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, um, you know, uh, then that, that's not like doing my own series, you know. And yeah. they said, well, you'll have eight 90-minute shows. Uh, Jim Drury will have eight, and Doug McClure will have eight. And so I said to them, I said, well, uh, well why should my eight be called the Virginian if if the Virginian Jim Drury's not in my segments, mm-hmm. so they kind of got got the idea. <laughs> they changed the name to the Men from Shiloh. Ah, that's okay. That was the name of the ranch. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then I, after that, I, I I was still waiting to do my own series, and I got a. They called me again, and they brought me into the office, and they said, "Would you go into this series that's going on ABC this fall, and it's called Owen Marshall mm-hmm. Counsel at Law, and it's a lawyer series." Yeah. And I said, well, who's it starring? And they said, Arthur Hill. And I said, uh, who's Arthur Hill? And they said, well, that's why we need you. <laughs> Arthur Hill was a wonderful Canadian actor, an older fellow who, who was a great stra- a stage actor and was not quite, quite known you know, to television audiences. Mm-hmm. So they, since I had already done two series uh, over a total of five or six years there, they, they thought bringing me in as the uh, co-star you know, to be his assistant, uh, so I, I agreed to do that. What I got out of that was I, I learned to tie tie, wear some suits, and, and learn some fancy lawyer words. Yeah, words, you know, like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then then I went into. Uh, I'm sorry to bore you with this, but that's no, no, that's, that's after, interesting. Uh, when Marshall, I was still doing that actually in the third year, and they sent me, they gave me this script to read called Cyborg. Yeah. And that was uh, what we ended up to be the uh, Six Million Dollar Man, but it was originally called Cyborg. Mm-hmm. And uh, I read the script, and if you, I don't know if you know, but back in that particular time period, there was a very big popular show called Batman and Robin. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was very, very camp. Yeah. You know, they'd make the pal signs when they would hit somebody, you know. And, oh, yes. <laughs> and it was, it was just uh, kind of, uh, just totally camp. And I said, you know, this this is not a camp show, is it? I mean, it's guy runs 60 miles an hour and jumps tall buildings and I, I didn't want to do something that was stupid or silly mm-hmm. and anyway we, we did a we did a we did probably two or three three I think uh, two hour movies before yep. we ever even went to series and then they said well yeah, we, we'll, you know we're going to go to series with this and I said well look I'll go but the only thing is I want it to be uh, I don't want it to be you know I, the less we use the bionics the better I didn't want it to be a total gimmetry mm-hmm. show. I want, you know, good stories and uh, clean shows, and uh, and that's what I got. Yeah. Oh, that was a classic. I mean... It, you know, everybody could watch it, the family, the whole family, because the, uh, the kids love the bionics part, you know, but uh, we didn't use it unless we had to, and uh, nobody got killed. There was never any blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you knock somebody down, they were always moving when you left, so you know that they're not dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was good, clean fun. No. And, you know, everybody comes and says their best, their favorite episode was Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. That, that was uh, Andre the Giant. 
Oh, it was. The wrestler yeah. from France. And, man, was he huge. <laughs> he, he was supposed to pick me up and throw me, which he did. And then he was supposed to come over and jump right on flat on top of me. And I, I'd, uh, I was on the ground waiting for him. And, I keep, and you know, it was a sunny day out mm-hmm. in the woods. And I, all of a sudden, the, the sun disappeared, and this big old black cloud came over, and he came down on top of me. But I didn't feel a thing. He, he, you know, being a professional wrestler, they know they, it looks like they just really pancake you, and he didn't even hardly touch me. Really? Huh. Yeah. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I, I wanted to ask you about that when when you were on Owen Marshall and Six Million Dollar Man at the same time. So your schedule must have been unreal. Yeah, that, that, that last year of Owen Marshall and the first year of uh, the Six Mill was uh, was pretty hectic. Jeez. So uh, I, yeah, I was by you know it was on the same lot, so most of the time everything could be worked out. And of course, if you're doing courtroom stuff, uh, they can hold your stuff, you know, mm-hmm. uh, for another time. But so to remember did. those lines, for, you know, you're going from yeah, law. Clean cut lawyer to, uh, you know, this bionic thing and uh, having to run 60 miles. They did run my, my behind off on that show, i got to tell you. That was, that was one of the more physical shows I've done. Yeah, it looked it. But now you were, you had been a stuntman, correct? At one uh, time? I, did a, I started out doing some stunts and, uh, and, of course, small acting roles uh, before I got the, the the Big Valley, but when I was on the Big Valley, I, I did probably 85, 90% of the stunt uh, on that show. I did most of my own, I did probably all of my own riding, horsebacking, and uh, most of the stunt fights. But I always had a stunt coordinator mm-hmm. uh, set up the, the fights for me and uh, choreograph them, and, and I always made sure they got paid. Uh, and then if I did it, we had to do it again, I made sure they got paid twice. Yeah. Because these guys, I wasn't trying to take their job. It was like, we could shoot it a lot easier when we could put two cameras, one wide camera and mm-hmm. then one close-up on me to follow me around. And it saved a lot of time. So, But yeah. anyway, it was all fun. And Did you ever get hurt doing doing those? Uh, you know, here and there. Uh, I remember we were doing a fight in a train, in a train car, and my uh, forearm went into the window, even though I had a pad on it, but I, I pulled it out, and there was a big sliver of glass looked like a big dagger stuck in my arm <laughs> and I said oh I'm okay I'm okay and uh, they pulled it out and uh, just put a little wrap on it but Richard Long was the one who said are you sure you're okay you you better go have that go go get that done and I started to get a little dizzy so I said, I think you're right <laughs> but that and bruises and uh, you know of course Big Valley I I probably had my nose broken twice on that show oh really wow well, once was Linda Evans. Uh, <laughs> Linda? I, 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 had, I had already done this stunt where I, I'm, walk, I'm riding down the trail with Linda, and we see the old rifle barrel glint up in the woods, and I dive off my horse over her and take her off. Her, and it was a stunt girl. Mm-hmm. And I took the stunt girl to the ground. We rolled down this hill. Then they come in for the close-up, and, of course, Linda lays down there, and then I'm over her, 
that's because that's how we ended up with the stunt girl. Mm-hmm. And then the um, where did where to start from there? And so nobody told Linda that the the, the director didn't even tell me that he was going to fire a couple of shots off camera, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when he fired them, they were so loud that Linda got it scared her and she jerked her head up. Oh, and I went down to cover. And my head, you know, her, her head met my nose. Jeez. Oh, I, I remember the first thing after that, they said, let's hurry up and get his close-up before it swells. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how, you know, they don't care if you get hurt. Let's just get the shot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of you after. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. And then there was another one where I, I was shot and I was to climb on this horse. And, uh, and this was on, inside on the soundstage, and I had these saddlebags. And, and I'm, I'm throw the saddlebags over the, show, the neck of the horse, and I'm, I'm climbing up. You know how you're leaning forward over the horse? Mm-hmm. I'm really hurt, you know, I'm shot. And, and the saddlebag slides off and hits the reins, and the horse jerks his head back and hit my nose again. And oh. I, I, I turned the horse and kind of led him off camera, and then I kind of slid off the horse to the ground. <laughs> So two times broke it on that show. So yeah, it, you can get banged up pretty good sometimes. So so I mean, you're you're chasing after trains, jumping off horses, and all this stuff. And the two times you get hurt the worst, it's with Linda Evans and a horse. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh, Linda's was funny because it's uh, you know she just she she got scared and uh, Ray jerked her head back and cracked yeah. me. <laughs> well, and that that leads up to the Fall Guy. Um, as Colt well, Seavers. Yeah, The Fall Guy was just great. Uh, it was a wonderful show. I, had, I really had a lot of fun on that show. And uh, we tried to use, we used every stuntman in the business, uh, in the book, actually, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure they all worked. Uh, but uh, still there again, I did a lot of my own stunts. And, uh, but we just had a great cast, and we had some fun. And I tried, it was the one where I could put some humor in. Yeah, it the seems other, like a fun the show. series, I never got to be, you know, any humor at all, so... That led me to, you know, to get started in uh, a little comedy. Mm-hmm. And of course, lately, I've uh, the last couple of years, I've been doing quite a bit of comedy stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, I, you know, last season I did three uh, episodes of Weeds. Okay, yeah. And uh, and I did the uh, Jim Belushi show, uh, according to Jim. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did the first show of last year, and then I did the final show of this year, which will be on June fifth. And uh, the only reason I was invited back because uh, I still had the wardrobe from the first show, and I played God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, that's on June fifth. If people want to check it out, according, yeah. According to Jim on ABC. Yeah, that'll be a good one. Jeez. Um, now uh, there's just a few more things if you have time to, uh, yes, you know. Um, one of the things I, I was doing some research and I saw that. Um, and you never can believe everything you read, so I wanted to check with you. Uh, you landed the role of Joe Buck on Midnight Cowboy. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if many people know that, but I no, I, I uh, my agent and I went in to meet with uh, the producers and directors and the director and stuff, and we were uh, actually ended up out at the beach house of uh, Jerry Hellman and uh, uh, I forget the, the Schlesinger, John Schlesinger, the director, mm-hmm. and uh, Waldo Salt, the writer, and I was there first choice and uh, we were, they were negotiating a contract with my agent and of course I was I was like still under contract to ABC with the, you know the Big Valley mm-hmm. and uh, they had first said they weren't going to pick up the Big Valley for the next year so I thought I was free and clear but 
last minute they decided to pick it up for another season and uh, they wouldn't let me out to shoot uh, Midnight Cowboy. Oh, that's too bad, gee. Well, you know, it, it's, a, it's a matter of whether which way your career might have went. Mm, uh, yeah. It might have gone if I'd probably stayed and done probably just movies, but uh, I'm kind of happy because I think, uh, I know John Voight got the part and he did a great job. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I think I've been on camera and filmed more hours of uh, wonderful entertainment than uh, than uh, John was able to do. Yeah, well, because of not getting it, you, you've you given us a lot of pleasure over the yeah, years that, for the shows. You know, to, to have done about eight series uh, and as much work as I've done and be known all over the world, which I'm, I'm very humbled about, uh, which I didn't know until the last ten years how big these shows were, because when you're working you're doing these shows, you don't get out in the public that much as far as going around the country or out of out of the country mm -hmm. and the last 10 years I've been kind of taking it a little more easy and, and traveling a little and boy you really realize that you've impacted a lot of people's uh, lives oh yeah the years. no doubt I mean you <laughs> so at yeah. least it makes me proud enough and, and, and makes me know that at least all that hard work was not in vain <laughs> yeah yeah with all the people you've worked with and all the guest stars that you've been yes has there ever been a, a, a an actor or an actress that you've worked with that you were in awe of when you were, you know, on the show with them? Well, or? I, I can start with Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did a movie with Robert Mitchum. Yeah, uh, wow. A movie with Charlton Heston. Uh, actually, Richard Burton did my did The Fall Guy. Mm. And uh, I, I've been very fortunate over my career to be able to become friends with or work with all the, the people that I idled in the business. You know, from like, you know, like uh, Mitchum and, I, and, and McQueen was a great friend of mine and, and Newman I got to know, uh, but in Lancaster, wow. you know, most all the great ones. Uh, Charlton Heston, that movie was the first movie I did where I got introducing Billing with, as Lee Majors as Blue. And that was Heston, I think. It's called Will Penny. Mm -hmm. And yep. I think that was Heston's best uh, performance ever. Yeah, yeah, jeez. But anyway, I hope that people uh, will check out the. Uh, when I find the ocean, uh, as a, you know, as we know, it's May 11th to May 16th mm -hmm. uh, for that week only. Yeah. And if they want to see Grandpa, they better get in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. One more question, if we can. Yes, sir. Sure. Um, with the Fall Guy, um, now you sang the the song. Yeah, I did. Was that a a, a choice of yourself, or did somebody say you're going to do this? Well, you know uh, how the series came about. Uh, and it was explained to me almost was through the song. Uh, Glenn Larson, I, I ran into him. He was the producer and writer. And I ran into him in the, in the airport. He was going one way and I was going another. And he said, would you be interested in doing a, a series again, another series? And I said, sure. And uh, so he told me a little bit about it. And we got together and we went over to Hawaii. He had a little place over there. And we he, he uh, did most of the writing there. And then we even had Heather come over put it together. But when you take it to the network, uh, to get approval from the network before we did the writing and everything, is you, you now it's so corporate, Brian, but, but back then you could take a, go in to meet with the head of the network and, you know, it was easy to get a meeting. Wow. And we had uh, this fellow, this guy who came in who, who wrote the song. And uh, all he did was sit down and play the song. And the, the uh, president of the network said, we'll make it. Let's Let's make it. We'll buy it. Hmm. So, uh, doing the song was uh, it was kind of uh, it was kind of almost fifty fifty. 
because it was supposed to be singing about me, so who better to sing it was that we thought was me. Yeah. And not only that, I changed some of the the uh, names and upgraded it because the song was a little older and had some other actors and actresses in it. In fact, I, I was the one who put uh, Farah in it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. At the time, so yeah. I upgraded. You know, with some of the younger people, Sally Field. Mm -hmm. That's because the writer, had, like I say, it had older names in there. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? It was a number one hit in Germany. Really? Yeah. But you know what? Uh, David Hasselhoff had a number one hit in Germany, so that doesn't mean much, does it? <laughs> <laughs> no offense, David. <laughs> well, Lee, uh, it's been fun hearing all the stories you've, you've been sharing with us, and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And Anytime. We wish you luck with the, the When I Find the Ocean. I hope everybody goes out to see it and... Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian, and I'm sure we'll talk again. i got a couple more films coming up later in the year. Yeah, uh, I'd be... Fact, both of them, Tanya Holly's involved with also. Yeah, we'd so, love to have you back. It'd be my pleasure. I look forward to it. Great. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks. Well, we want to thank Lee for sharing those stories with us. He was such a great guest. He he told us some great stories there about how he broke his nose and everything else. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll have him back as a guest once again because uh, it was a lot of fun having him on here. And we hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And that's about it for Episode 48. Coming up on the next show of On Screen and Beyond, we will have Episode 49. And we have a guest for you, another great guest. This one will be Rose Marie from the Dick Van Dyke Show. That's right. Rose Marie is going to be joining us talking about the Dick Van Dyke Show and her career and everything else. Hope you're going to be sticking around for that one and checking that one out because she has got some stories. She is a one funny lady, and it's all right here on On Screen and Beyond. So until next time, this is Brian saying take care. Uh -huh.